Is your revenue stuck? If you're an entrepreneur and your revenue is stuck, you don't need to fix your products or services. You need new audiences to discover you more consistently. Podcast guesting is the ideal way to be discovered 24 hours a day by your ideal clients. And guess what? The more people that know you, the more people can flow you. Head over to podcastmasterypack.com and take advantage of your first or next podcast. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? Y'all make sure y'all click that link in the description. Join the community. Now back to the episode. Let's go. What's up, world? It's your boy BJ Langdon, man. Entrepreneur Life Network, Living Life and Learning Podcast. You feel me? Hey, we got a special guest for y'all today. We got my homegirl Hope Walkers on here. The uh the owner of your brand in print, YBIN print, you feel me? My dog, we've been rocking for some years now. What's going on, my baby? How you feeling? I can't call it. I can't call it. What's the word? Chilling. See, look, I see you. That's her clothing line, one of her brands she got on Young Sir. You see, she look like Young Sir. Yeah, especially since I cut my hair off, man. It's uh... I knew, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get that so much lately. Since I cut my hair off, I, I'm, I'm starting to think it's me too, shoot. I don't even know at this point. For real, I see you. Uh, you've been doing your thing, sis. You've been doing your thing. I don't let the people know, but she's been doing her thing. Not only do she help businesses brand, she is the brand lady. I'm talking about whatever you need for your business logos, pictures, clothing, hats, flyers, banners, posters. I the, the list goes on and on and on. And not only that, she been helping the kids. She got the kids in there working. You feel me? She got, got you, her space. You feel me? She out in Houston where it's hot as hell at all the time. You feel me? So we go we go get this thing cracking. So really, I want to know, like, because I know you for a few years. What? How did you end up in Houston? And how did you come up with your brand and print? Take us back. You feel me? How we even got to this point? Bet, bet. So really, I'm be honest with you. So when we first started, you know, we was a uh, one-stop shop printing. Okay. And it was a popular name. I knew it was a popular name, um, not just in the print world, just period. And I wanted to use that to my advantage. So I was like, you know what? We're going to go with it. Stop, you know, one-stop shop printing. And um, it worked. It worked for a minute, especially while I was in Detroit. It worked because, you know, think about five, six, seven, eight years ago, the print world in Detroit. It was non-existent. You feel me? Yeah. You didn't know a lot of small black businesses that was printing. That's what I Most first of the print was coming from, you know, um, across 8 Mile or S-Boy. S-Boy was the only black printer that I knew at the time before I met my old partner, Tony, who is actually who got me into the print game. So, you know, we do fashion shows and, um, we had an office on Seven Mile. My guy Tony, he he's deep into this print world. You know what I'm saying? Like he got plugs in the Jewish community, the uh Arab community, like every big printer that you could think of, he locked in with him. So we do a fashion show. He 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 sponsored the fashion show. He sponsored some print for the fashion show. Okay. And he was he he was like, um, you know, anytime you do a show, let me know. We'll print, we'll do this, that, and the third. I'm like, okay, what about t-shirts? Because at this point, all I know to print is banners and, you know, like stuff for storefronts and stuff. So I'm like, what about t-shirts? He's like, yeah, we can do those too. I can teach you how to do them. Now, mind you, when he said this to me, I had just placed a $1,500 t-shirt order, right? (laughs) 
right after the, the, the fashion show, we did a community service event. We went and cleaned up one of the parks. Matter of fact, we went and cleaned up the park close to uh, Osborne. Okay. Blew through the $1,500 worth of shirts in like a few hours. Damn. So I'm hurt. Like, I'm happy, but I'm hurt because we had a good turnout. But like, you know, everybody named Mama wanted a t-shirt. So I'm hurt and I'm happy at the same time because I'm like, you know, it's, it's beautiful. All these people got on our shirts and, you know, whatever. But now we gave these shirts off for free. So now oh, we need some more shirts. Free. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They the, they the community service shirts. You feel me? Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So now we need some more shirts. So now I'm hurt. Like, I'm happy hurt. I'll never forget this day. Like, I was excited and hurt all at the same time. And so I, I'm talking to Tone. I'm like, you know, what about shirts? Woo, 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 woo. He like, I can, I can show you how to do shirts, especially screen print. It's easy. It's cheap. Woo, woo. So, you know, long story shorter, in the next few months, he started teaching me how to print, started teaching me different stuff, but I didn't know how to graphic design. Okay. And so he was doing all the graphics. And um, and um, that's how I got into this print world, by accident. You feel me? Like, I didn't go to school for this. This is not something I dreamed about when I was a kid or what? none of that. Now, let me ask you this. When he, when he first showed you, what was the first way he showed you? Was screen it? print. So I, I didn't even know. So you do you know how to screen print. That's that's how I learned how. That's how I got into this print game. Screen, uh, screen print, yep. You a beast. Because see, I didn't do the screen print. You know how when you get into the t-shirts, when you go through the YouTube, it's like you're going to save time or you're going to save money. Now, the screen print, you're going to save some money, but you're going to spend some more time. And I started out see, with, I ain't have no options. That's what he gave, you know, that was the only option he gave me. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't come into this being a printer. So it wasn't like I went and researched it or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that. Yeah. I'm literally just going off his word. You feel me? He showed me a paint, a, a bucket of paint, screen, broke the price down to me. And I'm like, oh, it's too much money to be made on this. <laughs> I started. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, we was killing the screen, the screen printing game in, in the beginning. Hey, say the price margin is stupid crazy, huh? I think I need to go back to screen print while you bullish. No, I'm just like <laughs> it's like when I first started, I know cap me and Nick Cash. We started it right when Hosshead died, man. It was hot as hell that summer. I had got a heat press from my homeboy. That bitch didn't work. And um we had the printer and we went and brought some regular transfer paper and we was just printing stuff out. Um we had we had got the pray for Detroit logo, we was cutting it out with our hands using it then we end up figuring it out that okay we're gonna use the dark transfers over the light transfers mm -hmm. then i end up like i ain't gonna let my vinyl machine my mama brought my vinyl machine my u.s cutter you feel me i'm like my i was going through i'm like my help me out invest in me i need your help one more time you know nigga mama that's she she the one who mm -hmm. goes she got me that boy um when i first started doing vinyl you know the printer came with sign vinyl mm-hmm and I didn't know, so I'm sitting up here. Me neither. Me I'm neither. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I'm sitting I was trying my best to press that shit on the shirt. You understand me? <laughs> and you know, on the sign vinyl, you got to transfer to the actual transfer tape. So I'm peeling it out one by one trying to put it on the shirt. You feel me? Like letter by letter. Listen, I still got my same original row of transfer tape that came with my printer. Like I didn't even know what to do. I never even made a banner or nothing, but once I uh called my uncle, like my uncle Ray, God rest his soul, rest in peace to Black Monday, fly high. You feel me? He like, bro, you got the wrong kind of vinyl. It ain't gonna never stick to the shirt like that. You feel me? So after Uncle put me in the game, then I started learning some shit. You feel me? And then that's how. Yeah. That's yep. how. PJ's it, ain't, it wasn't just. You.
trust me. When I got that, when I got that vinyl cutter in front of me, I definitely messed up the play for sure. It's a, it's a learning. Sure. I never forget sitting in one of my homeboys' house trying to make him a shirt, and I ain't know what I was doing wrong. It was pissing me off. And mind you, at this point, I I I already started screen printing, so now I'm frustrated because like, what? How I go from screen printing, now I can't even get this stuff to where you feel me. I was really upset. Uh, it was a that was a stressful time in my life. Just like learning all the different machines and different ways to print and when you supposed to use those different ways and stuff. Like it was a lot. Let me ask you this: How many times did you burn some screens up before you freakly finally figured it See, out? See, I was blessed. Look, I was truly blessed. Shout out to my guy Tony, bro. Um, I was truly blessed to have a great mentor who really saved me from a lot of that stuff. You feel me? Like. In the beginning, he burnt all my screens. In the be you know what I'm saying? Like, he literally took me up under his wings until I could fly and do it on my own. So I ain't really go through stuff like that. You feel me? Now, ask me how many shirts that I mess up printing. Now, I did that a lot because, you know, you got to catch the groove. With the screen printing. We had the ghetto set up. You feel me? Like, I ain't had no $30,000 screen print set up. You feel me? I had, you know, a little one armor. And... um. You know what my biggest thing was that I used to forget to do all the time that would mess me up? Spray the board with the adhesive to make the shirt stick. Oh. So, like, especially on white, I mean, especially on dark shirts where you got to put a, a, a white stamp on that boy, you know, you might have to stamp it a couple of times, but if it ain't down, that shirt going to move, so you're going to have a shadow. Oh, I, I did that a lot. Now, that's one thing he couldn't save me from. I did that a lot for sure. <clears throat> oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So... How do you like when you, how long, first of all, how long you been in Texas? Six years. Six, six long, beautiful years. Six years. So basically you learn how to do the shirts and you, you move straight to Texas basically then, huh? Not straight to Texas. I was in Detroit for a couple of years, but you got to think about it at the time. My fashion show was going crazy. So like. Not only am I printing for my fashion shows, I'm at this point I print for other people. I got school accounts, all kind of stuff. You feel me? And then, like I said, my partner at the time, Tony, he tapped in. So it's to the point where he doing graphics and I'm 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 pushing out the orders. You feel me? And before anybody knew what a content creation was, nigga, I was on that shit. Do you understand me? Excuse my language. I was on all of that. Yes. I was recording everything, posting everything. Like that's really how I got the little bug. You know the. Well, I tell people all the time, like, I, I didn't have no whole bunch of money to put behind me when I first started. You feel me? Like, the reason why I peel vinyl with my hands is because I couldn't afford a weeder. You feel me? Like, this this, this is real. You feel me? So, like, before all this content stuff and all that, like, this is how I was promoting myself. Recording everything. Posting everything. Bloopers. The, the real deal. The whole nine. So, Bingo. two years go by. We popping. You feel me? And then it get to the point where it's like, you know how you get to that point where everybody know you for something, and, mm -hmm. and and so you know they feel like they don't gotta pay you no more, or they feel like y'all so cool that you know you can look out for them all the time. Right. I got to that point in business, and then I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, took a trip about to Texas, went to Harwin. If you don't know what Harwin is in Texas, you better get hit. I ain't no, I ain't stingy. I ain't about to give y'all the plug, but I'll give y'all the, the area to go to. Is that where went you to Harwin? Is that where you took me to? Yes. Yes. Went to Harwin, fell in love, told my, my girlfriend at the time, because she lived in Houston. She was the reason why I was in Houston. I'm like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And so for like five, six months, I was shipping back and forth inventory. And it got to the point where it was like, you know what? 
forget this. I, I'll go to Texas and drive it back down myself because we spending so much with the United States Postal Service at this point. We don't know no better. We don't got no account. We ain't getting no discounts, none of that. You feel me? In the margin. So the profit margin so high, we ain't too much worried about it in the beginning. You feel me? Right. But right. as I start getting smarter in business and start learning about profit margins and, you know, all of that stuff, I'm like, uh-uh, wait a minute. I don't want to be stuck in Detroit forever. You feel me? Like I can really go explore the world, bring my inventory back, and it still costs me less. You feel me? Yep. Because y'all ain't hip. It's only thirteen hundred miles from Texas to Detroit. You feel me? With a good car, you probably spend about one hundred fifty dollars in gas. Even right, I'm look. That's and that's today's prices. Back then, it's less than that. Like I, I'm getting back and forth to the from Texas to Detroit on seventy eighty dollars. You feel yep. me? Yep. And then if I'm in the F-150, it might be a couple hundred dollars, but that couple hundred dollars, I'm been through how many states, stopped, ate, had a good time, explored the world, you feel me? Like, got to see the other uh, states and how they move and all that stuff, you feel me? And then when I, I went to Texas one time, and just they never come back. <laughs> Look, I ain't gonna lie. When I came down there with you for the weekend, I'll tell people I've been in Texas, but I ain't really seen it like that. But when you took me to where you just said, I was ready to stay there. Yeah, I, I was like, what? I'm like, you if don't y'all don't believe in me. If y'all don't know, like what she talking about, it's like a wholesale area. Like they got vinyl t-shirts, everything. Like I, it blew my mind. I've never seen them like it. But now I'm in Atlanta. The some of the places that's in Texas got the same shit in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm talking about like when you walking somewhere and they got all kind of shirts and hats and you do t-shirts and stuff like we do, like. That shit get you excited. You're like a kid walking in the candy like, store. You like, whoa, all this? And then, scratch that. Add this part to it, bro. When you a person who do t-shirts and you see all of that, right, but you from Detroit and you ain't never seen nothing like this in your life, you coming from a city where you paying 5 $6 for a blank shirt to going to paying $2, $2 to, for a shirt. And when I moved to Texas, you got to think about it, bro. I took you, what, a year ago? A year, two years ago? It's been almost three years now. Three years, okay, so think about what the price was three years before that. See, I took you after the COVID blow up. At, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep, yep, I'm yep. talking about we was getting shirts for $1.60, $1.70, you feel me? Like, first generation, no holes, like, beautiful colors popping, $1.70, easily. You mm. feel me? Like, and, and that's really what made me never go back. And then I start as soon as I got to Texas, like, it was like fake. Stuff just started picking up. The fashion shows just kept going crazy. You feel me? Like I said, like I said, before getting content was popular, bro, I was doing it. And that's what really cemented me in Houston, where I didn't have to go through a whole bunch of stuff or you know, wait years to blow or pop or whatever. Like I came to Houston with so much footage and so much proof. Like, look, the proof in the pudding, guy. Like, you see this? This is my logo in that corner right there. That's my name on that, on that, on that, on that flyer, on that banner, on that on that video so you can't say it ain't me you feel me and you got to think about it bro i'm doing sold out shows in detroit them shows might be only 100 people in that boy but they sold out you feel me and i'm making sure i got good footage to make sure that it's gonna back me up so i get to houston start going crazy fast show go crazy do my first show in in, in houston sell it out so you did 20 chairs yo like <laughs> from basically what you said like when you got to houston you was already tapped in where you could be on go like me moving to atlanta like i'm still meeting people still learning still finding my way you feel me around this thing but i ain't gonna let it deter me you know what i'm saying i'm I'm staying on track like i like i was just telling b in the last interview um i just did earlier 
Like I just printed up some flyers because I've been here over a year and I've just been working. I'm like, bro, you got to shake that. You got to get to yourself and get out here and get out here in this world and promote and get to know people and get to networking. You feel me? Because I had went to a couple pop. Like one thing down here in Atlanta, it's a lot of scamming going on on all aspects of everything. Like people scamming on pop-up shops, people scamming on this, people scamming on selling bottled waters, whatever you could think of. It's somebody down here scamming on. That ain't just Atlanta. That's just period. Yeah. I went to a couple places. It was supposed to be in a pop-up shop. I, I couldn't. I, I know the GPS gave me the right address. Wasn't nobody there. You feel me? So, damn. You just gotta be. Excuse me. You just gotta be careful. But I'm still. See, I don't really do. Oh. Like we do pop-up shops. That was another thing that that made us really, really re- relevant when we got to Houston. And I, we did kind of have a. You know, by the time I really moved to Houston, we was kind of already on go a little bit. Um, because the back and forth. Mm-hmm. But. Not like, not the, I know the way it sounds, because like, you know what I'm saying? Everything rolled into so fast into each other. But I, I dealt those first couple of months, even though we was on go, I ain't know nobody. Not for real, you feel me? Like, I knew people, social media, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But getting out here in this world, like, I, it was a point where I had to really have a conversation with myself. Like, you got to stick to what you know. Like, you can't do what everybody else doing you ain't a everybody else type of person you feel me you i'm i I learned early on in the game like i'm very much different you feel me like it took me a long time to figure out damn hope you really a boss out here you feel me for lack of better words and so i had to start moving like that and because i'm so humble and so laid back it's kind of hard to move that way you feel me but that's what drew the people in just me always being genuine like, you know how many people I linked up with just off being in the vinyl store and, and, and giving them a little bit of information that I knew? You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Or stuff like that. Um, So that that's really what, you know, kind of, I guess, put us on go. But we also had got a, a share space, uh, uh, which wasn't popular back then. Because we talking about five years ago at this mm-hmm. point, you feel me? So you weren't hearing too much about shared spaces, but I we had got this shared space. Shout out to 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 my guy Josh. Uh, um, it's so crazy because Josh was kind of like a racist white boy who had a lot of black friends. You feel <laughs> me? <laughs> and so he was the type of guy he talked slick. You know, he got all the little slick comments and all that, but he's still gonna put you on though. You feel me? So it's like, uh. I don't know if I should slap this nigga or, or or let him do what he do. You feel me? So long story short, I let him do what he do. You feel me? And trust me, it was plenty of times we had to check this guy. You feel me? Not check him like that because I ain't no thug. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, let him know like, bro, I know you being slick, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But you asked me earlier, how did we come up with your branded print? Josh, he gave me two different names. He was like, you got to rebrand. He was like, you already trending to do something amazing. You got to rebrand. That one-stop shop ain't going to work. He gave me two different names. I cannot remember the other name to save my life. And it's crazy because I was actually going to go with the other name. But so, for some reason, your branded print just kept ringing. You're, I'm like, I ain't never heard nobody say your branded print. Like, I, I, I ain't going to, you ain't going to, that's not a name that you're going to run across at the time. And at this time, I don't know as much as I know now, you feel me? But I know that you can't have the same name as another business for real and not be a business. Yeah. You feel me? You just a hustle. And so, um, I probably sat on these two names for like three months, bro. He was on me every day. 
about these names. Every time I walk in the office, he on me. And my, my, I we in a shared space, so I'm in a space with lawyers and all kind of people. You feel me? Like I don't know how the hell I chose this bougie ass space, but I. So did. what's a shared space for the people who don't know? What, what exactly is that? A shared space is where you got offices, but you also got like virtual offices that you can actually okay. go to. So it had the podcast room. It had all, you know what I'm saying? Like it had all the stuff to make you look good. And it, you can brand it your way for the time that oh. you in there, but it ain't really your space. You get what I'm saying? So I ain't never have an office, but I had access, 24 hour access to the building. Oh, that's great. That's Gucci. Man, what? It, again, coming from Detroit, when you ain't never heard nothing like this before at that time, you feel me? You like, oh, this, and I'm going to put y'all hit. I was paying $200 a month. Now that's gangster. I was paying $200 a month. That's why I still, to this day, trying to figure out, like, how did I get in this bougie spot for $200 a month and then meet all these people that eventually end up changing my life? You feel me? Like, each one of these people end up playing a role in how I was able to elevate my business or, you know, meet somebody who could help me elevate the business or whatever. That's why, you know what I'm saying? Like, when people, oh, that's racist, oh, this, this, this. I, just, I just look at stuff differently because... Sometimes white people don't even know they being racist. To them, it's just a joke. You know what I'm saying? You know how we got our inside jokes? They got theirs. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? So, like, I've learned you can't really, you know, react to everything. That was the one thing I learned anyway. being in that shared space. You can't space. do that like, anyway, regardless. Hey, but being in the shared space, you're going to learn it. You feel me? Because, like, you got to think about it. We move different. We act different. You feel me? We might be, get a little loud and rowdy. And at that time, you got to think, I'm having fashion show rehearsals in that building, all kind of stuff. So, you know, me and Josh bumped here a lot. Most definitely. So let me ask you this. So obviously it seemed like we know how it is. Indeed. Now, I'm not going to knock our city. I love our city. People do network, but the magnitude when you move somewhere else of networking is totally different from Detroit on how people be willing to help you. You know what I'm saying? Like when you, in Houston, I'm pretty sure it was more people willing to help and teach you stuff than it was when you was in the D. Do you agree? From my personal experience, because I know like when I started off with t-shirts and stuff like that, a lot of people don't be wanting to give you the game like it ain't enough money for everybody. But see, you got to remember what I, like I told you, how I started, I started off with somebody giving yeah. me the game. You so feel you me? Are so it was a little different for me. That's why I feel so blessed, you feel me? Because I ain't have to go through those triumphs that other people kind of went through. That's how I knew. Like, my degree is in culinary arts, bro. But it got to a point where it was like, this got to be me. This this, this is what God got destined for, destined for me. Because how come he let this work out so well, but what I went to school for and what I love and this, that, and the third, the you feel me? So that That's is the like, average person, what they go to school for. Now, I never knew you went to, never went to school for culinary arts. You ain't never cooked me shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know this, so. I'm sorry. I'll be in Atlanta in a, in a few weeks, bro. I got you. I'm I'm make sure I get so you have, in, in the wife. So guess. since I you went to you. school, you fancy fancy with the cooking. You finna put the little green stuff, the little purple flower on there, all that kind of shit, huh? Nah, see, I ain't about to but do all of that. But you, they taught you how to do it though, didn't they? Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But you know what kind of deterred me, bro? You know, when you come out of culinary art school, the first thing they want to do you is throw you on the line, oh, right? Yeah. But mind you, you can be on the line with a nigga who never went to school before. Hell no. You get what I'm saying? I'm just thinking, like, why do I have to go spend $30,000 to learn how to work this knife? But I got to work next to the person who ain't investing in soap at all. Like, And that's no knock on nobody who ain't go to school, you feel me? 
I'm just saying for my at my young age, that's how I, I, I had a whole restaurant. I ain't been in nobody's school except for the school of grandma and mama kitchen. See, you making me feel some type of way. I went and spent all this money on this degree, and then every time. You know, so I just could never get with it. I always said once I get rich, I'm just gonna go get my own restaurant and do it the way I want to do uh, it. The thing about the restaurant, I wouldn't mind it doing it again. But if I ever do it again, I gotta keep it simple and it gotta be on to one thing. You feel me? Like when I had BNS, the menu was way too broad for the show that we was running. You feel me? Even today. Yeah, you gotta keep too much. I went to the meat market today. Like it's a meat market down here. Excuse me, I ain't gonna say it's like Easter Market, but it's a small meat market. Every time I go there, I was like, today I spent sixty dollars. I got like six pounds of wings, like four pounds of chicken leg quarters, like four pounds of pork chops. I got three turkey legs, three turkey wings. I spend like sixty dollars every time I leave there. I'll be like, man, I just need to go get me a grill and bust up shop on the corner somewhere because you know I just did it before. I'll be right. like. Damn, you feel me? But I got so much going on right now that ain't that ain't in in that ain't in the books right now. You feel me? Now a couple years from now, once I right. get situated and I know people, yeah, I might end up doing that. But that's just how my brain be thinking. You feel me? Because you know me and you, we like the same. Our brains be all over the place. We be doing so much trying to figure this out, trying to figure that out. So I ain't mad at it though. You feel me? But I did not. Hey, my partners already know I go post up and cook. Like if I ain't busy. I would definitely go post. You know how I many times I'm to cook at my own events. And that make and listen at pop up shops and stuff like that. I ain't go cap. Even if your food nasty, it's an eight out of ten chance. You gonna make food. You gonna make money because you there. You gonna sell out by the time they find out it's nasty. It's, it's gone. Convenient. You feel me? Yep. So now let me ask you this. Now you told us how you came up to your brand and print. So where did Young Sir come from? How was that birthed? So, sir was birthed 10 years ago while I was still in Detroit, too. Um, I was in a relationship at the time. She had a son who, you know, went from playing every sport in the book to he got diagnosed with epilepsy. So, we had to take him out of everything. And mind you, at this point, we might have been together four or five years. So, this kind of like my kid, you feel me? Like, And so, when we had to take him out of everything, he kind of lost his confidence and everything or what and whatnot. And so... He loved fashion, though, bro. He loved fashion. He loved music. So we had already, at this point, just started the fashion shows. So I'm like, or or just about, we was just about to start. Like, the idea was formulating. And so I just went to him one day, like, what if we start our own line? You feel me? Like, that'll give you something to put your focus into. Mind you, he fell in school at this point. Like, he, he straight Fs. He barely in school because every time we send him to school, he have an episode, like, I never like the re the day we actually decided on the name Young mm. Sir, he had a seizure and fell off the slide at school. Oh, so we had a bad like, man. Yeah, like eight feet off the ground, mm. just top of the slide, gone. Didn't hit the slide, just went straight to the to the ground. We 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 thought he was messed up, you feel me? And so we in the hospital the next day, and I'm like, bro, he said something to the part to the point that he was dumb or something. He was like I'm already fell in school, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, bro, you're going to be successful. You just got to use your intellect. You feel me? And, um, you know, fast forward, we keep having these conversations. And I keep hearing myself say successful and intellect or some, or smart or, you know what I'm saying, something to that effect. So every time the doctor will walk in, I will always say, yes, sir. And, and he will be like, 
oh, why do you why do you call him sir? You grown too, you feel me? And I'm like, it's just a sign of respect. He older than me, you know what I'm saying? He older higher position than me, it's a sign of respect. And so no, no funny jokes, no none of this. He was literally like, So do I say yes, sir, to you? And I'm like, no, I'm a girl. You feel me? Like you say yes, ma'am. I, I'm I'm a girl. I like being a girl. I ain't in denial or whatever. So the next day he was like, Well, can we put we should put something like that on a t-shirt or something like that. And then I could just wear it to school or whatever. So everybody can remember that they successful and smart too, the way you remind me of that every day. And so, you know, a couple weeks go by, you know, we still talking about, it, we still talking about it. And I'm like, what if we call the line, sir, you feel me? Like young sir, like, so we can, you can show these little boys how to be an example to be, you know, polite and courteous and all of that stuff, all the stuff that you don't get to see in the hood. Cause mind you, he growing up on seven mile. He go to Bow Elementary, bro. So you already know what time it is. I'm talking about kids fighting. They they having sex in the in the in the auditorium. These is four, fifth, sixth graders in it whatnot. And so you know we ran with Sir, and then I remember telling his mama like we got to make Sir stand for something, bro, because you know I'm a girl. I don't want people to think I'm trying to be a boy. You feel me? Like it was just this whole. I always just been big on that. You feel me? Because like. Even when TJ used to try to slide and be like my dad, and I'd be like, "Hell no!" And I'm like, "I ain't your daddy boy, I was a girl." You feel me? And so I kept telling like, you know, "We gotta make it stand for something." Period. I'm a girl, no, forget that. And so, man, I never forget the first time he called me daddy, bro. I had a heart attack, I almost fainted, passed out. That's neither here. That's another story for another time. Um, I just end up telling his mama like, you know. We all need to be successful intellectual rock stars. And she was like, yeah, that's what it can mean. You feel me? And so we've been running with that ever since because I just I just always kept saying, I just always believed in being successful. And I knew that being smart was going to get you there. And I don't necessarily mean book smart, bro. Just being using your brain, though. You feel me? You having common sense, being able to tackle a problem head on and, and, and fix it right then and there. You feel me? And then you uh, remember at the time. You had the uh, we were just coming off that rock star lifestyle type thing with the Lil Wayne yes. stuff, and you know, my, 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 my and I admit, I'll never forget like that summer that Roscoe dad dropped, uh, uh, dang, uh, with Wale, Roscoe Dash, mm -hmm. and all of them, and they just kept talking about being rock stars. I'm like, you know what, sir, successful intellectual rock stars, and, and that's what it's been ever since. Successful intellectual rock stars, I liked it. I didn't even know that's what sir meant to today. I never knew. That's dope. I like this. That's crazy. That's what. That's why you see on our shirt saying a young full of young thugs be a young sir. And we had that design way before Young Thug the rapper ever came out. You feel me? Like people always think we trying to take a jab at Young Thug, but we've been out way longer than Thug. You feel me? And it's not my fault that he's a prime example of what not to be. Just it just happened that way. But in a world full of young thugs, man, be a young sir, successful intellectual. That be the messed up part, like the situation he in. These guys, no shade. They get the millions and they can't leave the streets alone. Like I understand how you might still have your people in the streets, and you can, you I don't. you can. No, I'm just saying, like on his level, if if his his immediate circle, if they willing to work then they should be able to get a job with him doing something. But it's I think it's just something about that excitement with the streets that some people just can't let go of, you feel me? Like I just don't I don't coming from Detroit, bro, and mind you know I'm not a street nigga like that, but my brothers right. is. And you know, I did grow up in the city. So I've seen it firsthand, you know, kind of dibbled and dabbled in the street life. Thought I was about the about that life. And 
I sure ain't got as much money as Thug, and I I had no problem leaving that life behind. You feel me? It was like, uh, if I got to choose between that and this, it's going to be this. You feel me? So I, I don't understand that. Like, having that type of money and not being able to leave the street stuff alone just is weird to me. Man, the thing for me was, you know me, I was heavy in the streets like forever, like always being smart, school smart, all that. But once we moved on East Warren, like, and my mama worked midnights, it was a wrap. We going to the trap house at night. She had worked all night long. Our house was the party house, all that. You feel me? Mama used to be sleep. I used to be selling nickel bags downstairs out the front door while she sleep. All you feel me? Like, I we used to, we really had jumped off the porch and. Uh at one point in time, I, I I always knew I was gonna be some kind of successful businessman or whatever. But I always thought I was gonna still, in a little bit, be like I'm always still had that streets, be in the streets a little bit. Because when you in them, that's all you think about. You don't think about not being in them. You feel me? But the thing that really made me start not want to be in the streets for real no more is when I lost my nigga Hoss. You feel me? Because for sure, we lost him over some bullshit. But the fact that how he just got gunned down, excuse me, like that, it, it kind of it hit my heart. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that we wouldn't, me and him, we both alpha males. So sometimes we'll bump heads and won't talk to each other for a couple days. He might unfriend a nigga on the book for a couple days. But that's how our relationship goes. So this last time that we was on our little bullshit, we didn't get a chance to make up. You feel me? And that mm. shit. And that shit hurt me bad, and and I had a burden for a long time. Like when when he when he got killed, like for some years, I was fucked up, like emotionally, mentally, like just dealing with it. You feel me? Like just going through all kind of shit mentally. You know what I'm saying? Just because that's my dog. But you know, by the grace of God, a nigga recovered from that shit and got back on track. But then that's when I really started doing the t-shirts and doing this and doing that in the photography. I was already doing the photography, but. I just was like, man, this ain't this ain't really it no more. Like, it's cool. Like, even even when I when that first happened, like it wasn't an immediate change. I still was dipping and dabbling and doing my thing. But as the years progressed to where we here now, to where I'm doing nothing illegal or nothing like that, you feel me? Oh yeah, so, it was definitely like that for me too. Even when I moved from when I when I moved to Texas, like even though I'm saying it was easy for me to make the transition, and when I say easy, I mean like mentally I knew like okay, I don't want to be a part of this no more. You feel me? Like, but don't get it twisted. It was plenty of days I wanted to backslide. Like, dang, I missed the money. You yeah. feel me? I'm like you, and you got to yeah. think about it. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, so you know what I'm saying like selling drugs was easy, <laughs> and. Yeah. Not only was it easy, like these white kids got way more money than these. these I was just about to say the profit profit margin even higher than what it's gonna be in in the hood. You feel me? Because they really don't know. Like, what's a ten down there finna be a twenty up there? I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to tell on myself, bro. Look, in high school, my twelfth grade year, right? Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, you know, Granny, you know, Granny always gonna have a whole bunch of pills that she ain't taking, right? (laughs) Granny had it. These it was at least 30, 40, 50 bottles of morphine that she never took, bro. Damn, granny. I'm telling on myself right now because this 15, 20 years ago, so we good. <laughs> Long story short, I had so so many of those morphine, bro. One of the one of my one of my customers, she didn't come to school. And I'm scared at this point because it's been almost a week. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she had mono. 
I didn't know she had mono. None of my partners knew she had mono. We just nervous. You feel me? And they done did a locker check that week too, cause somebody almost OD'd in the student store. Now you, now you really scared. I'm tripping. Do you understand me? I'm going through that thing. Okay. I'm saying all this to say, by the time she get out, right, I, something happened to the point where her parents needed some extra money or whatever, so they went into their savings account. Mm -hmm. That girl had took over $20,000 out of their savings account to spend on drugs. Now, it's, she ain't spend it all with me. Don't get it. Don't You know what I'm saying? But you know what I, I'm saying it, is to say. And they had no clue. They had no. This is their backup funds. You feel me? Like, they ain't touching it. Ooh. So she get back to school, she telling us the story, whatever. They they sent her to rehab. She got to go report to a therapist twice a week, all kind of stuff. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I'm That's saying that to say they got way more resources and way more money than us. Yeah, we were just talking about that, like how they don't be want us to know what we're supposed to know to be the truly success, successful in this world. They, But really, we, we got to want to know it, you feel me? Because they're not going to teach it to us so like, over the past couple of years, you know how we kick it. We've been learning. We've both been learning and piggybacking and bounce so much information off each other. It's just been crazy. You feel me? Like, you know, some people, you just get a natural vibe when you click up. Like, when we clicked up, how we met through bro and all that, we just naturally clicked. And we've been rocking ever since then. You feel me? Like, it's very settling that you find good people like that in your life that you can just click with and everybody on good, positive vibes and stuff. You feel me? So, you know, it's grateful to have friends like you and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing. For sure. And I really just try to be the friend that I want people to be to me, really. Because, like, when I first got into this, you know, I, I had a whole bunch of slime stuff happen around me. I had a whole bunch of, de for lack of better words, Detroit niggas. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who I thought knew better but didn't. You feel me? Like, and so now I just, at 31... I want to be what I was expecting them niggas to be to me. You feel me? Um, but in a positive manner. That and that's another reason why it was so easy for me to kind of leave that life alone. Damn, you me feel me? Because I'm only 31, and it's crazy. Nobody believe my age. It's so crazy. Like, don't nobody believe I'm only 31. I'm gonna be 39 this year, my baby. Yo, boy, I'm almost 40 out to this bitch. You feel me? Hey, look. That just means you got that's way more wisdom. That's all that means. You feel that's me? all that means. I just, I was blessed to see a lot of stuff. People and people, I know people gonna be like, why she keep saying she was blessed to see crazy stuff? Because when you see it at a young age and you survive it, when you get older, it uh, it hit different. You feel me? And you know what you don't want to do. You know that ain't what Period. I that's what you got to know. Like, and on top of all of that, on top of all of that, this business stuff is not easy. You gonna have your ups, you gonna have your downs, all of that. If you don't have no good people around you that gonna lift you up, like it's plenty of time. Like I know everybody always, you know what I'm saying, expect the hope to be positive and this, that, and the third. It's plenty of days where I'm not though, but I got a great people surrounding me to lift me up. You feel me? And then they not gonna put my business on the street. I can call you and be like, hey, bro, I'm not feeling it today. Like, I need some words of encouragement. And I ain't gotta worry about getting on Facebook. And you like, oh, yeah, your favorite printer. She's about to, the, 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 she's going through it today. You feel me? Like, I don't, I'm blessed to, to have those type of people around me. So I just always want to be that type of person, you know, to everybody else. Cause like, that, I don't take it for granted. Cause everybody don't got that. And I be telling people that all the time. Like, the sun. Some stuff that people be stressed out about that I don't be stressed out about is because I know who I got around me. 
and what I got around me. And I know that what I came from, and like I literally moved to Texas with thirteen dollars in my clothes. You feel me? Like nothing. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to where I was going in Texas, I had thirteen dollars left to my name. You feel me? Like so, I literally made stuff happen with less. So less. even on my brokest days, I'm like, I got way more than what I had then, and I was broke. So I ain't, I ain't about to worry about it. Hey, one of my one of my slogans, my cousin always say, "Do more with less." You feel me? Got to. And my favorite uh, saying, and my favorite thing to tell people is, you got to learn to move without money. Once you learn to move without money, you will never be broke. Yeah, you ain't learning about that. On my brokest days, I might still be eating steak and, and shrimp, crab legs, and, and, and crawfish. You feel me? On my brokest days, you might see me riding around in the nicest car. Mm. On my brokest days, you might see me walking around with a millionaire, and they to pay for everything for the day. You feel me? It's just, yep, I, I put guess. out that good energy, so I'm going to get that good energy back. You feel me? Like That's like me when I was in the D, like over the past few years, I, it's been a roller coaster. I've been up, I've been down, I've been maintaining. It's been times where I've been fucked up, but you would never know because I stay the same. Like if I'm if I'm fucked up, you only way you go know is if you in my circle. Cause when we out, mm-hmm. I'm still finna look good. I'm still we still finna smoke, we still finna drink, we still finna pop bottles. Only my brothers who around me know that I'm really going through the flux, you feel me? And like you was just saying, you gotta be positive because just like even the past week or so, I've been beating my, I ain't gonna say beating myself up, but I just been having so much going on in my head that I've been feeling up, I've been feeling down, even though I'm getting up every morning doing the motivation to give people motivation. I had to kick that to myself, like, damn, like, we gonna be straight, it's gonna be straight. You feel me? God ain't gonna put nothing on us that we can't handle. So, excuse me, and if it's out of my control, it's out of my control. All I gotta do is do what I'm supposed to do and keep it moving. You feel me? So. That I'm glad you said that because a lot of business owners need to understand that early on I didn't understand I used to be stressed out I used to be mean and you know just kind of not approachable you feel me in the beginning like it, it's because I didn't know how to let stuff go I know how to you know really let go and let God for lack of better words you feel me and I I had to learn that over the last few years like it when I got to Texas, bro, my 313 number, I had put that boy in a drawer and did not open up that drawer for like a year. I didn't even go home for a year because I was scared I wasn't going to come back to Texas because it was so hard. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to you gotta put everything down and just walk away and know that everything going to be okay. Because sometimes what you hold on to is what's holding you back. Yeah. And that, and that, and, and that right there going, that applied to more things than one. Life, friends, relationships boyfriend girlfriend all of it you know how many relationships i had to cut off that hurt me to my soul you feel me just to get where i'm at today and not like cut off to the point where i'm talking bad on them like it's it's people out here right now that people don't know that i ain't gonna call it beef but we ain't you know what i'm saying because you would never hear me speak bad on a person you feel me you would never hear me be like oh fuck that person or this that and the third you feel me like it just just ain't no point no more yeah, you feel me? Like it just—it was time for us to go our separate ways. You feel me? Like, and I, I still deal with that sometimes. It's still still hard to let go. Man, sometimes, I like I had to let go of a a twelve year friendship last year, and I kept asking my partners because everybody kept on saying, like, you know, maybe it was time for you to let it go. Maybe that was God. This, that, and the third. And I'm like, it ain't, but it ain't supposed to hurt though. Like y'all ain't y'all don't get hurt when y'all gotta let people go. And it kind of opened up my eyes. Like, you know what? I got a homeboy who been my dog since for for a long time. Like we used to be like peanut butter and jelly, but we, I still got mad love for him. You feel me? But we just don't rock like that because the path that I'm on and 
and the decisions that I make and the decisions he make, they don't align with each other. You feel me? My and, and the way I look at things and the way he look at things, they don't align with each other. I love him to life, but we just ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on this, he on that. But that's cool, and though. You, you see how you see it, though? For, you know for them younger business people, they ain't going to see it that way until, the, you know, they got some years in this thing. You feel me? Like, it took us some time to get to that. But you know what kind of solidified it for me and made me know that I did made the right decisions? What's I promise you in the last six months, I probably got maybe six, seven phone calls. Uh, damn, hope I know. I see why you left. I get it. You feel me? I had one. One of my bros called me like, man, I love. I, I was so in love with pussy back then that I would have left too. You feel me? Like I'm, t I'm talking about. I walk in the shop, bro. It's thirty bitches in the back. Ain't nobody getting no work done. Everybody getting topped off and crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like in the store, in the store, bro. And when I left for Texas, literally niggas talk bad on me, like talk crazy. Told me I turned my back on them, and then like literally had me feeling some type of way. Then you know, fast four years later, it's just to hear them say like, bro, you you was right to leave. You feel me? Like you was right to make that decision. Like it, it, it put everything full circle for me for sure. Yeah, I got plenty of homeboys be like, you made the best move by by moving. You feel me? And I'm like, shit, I just because I'm always one of the people I used to always tell my mama like, one day I'm gonna leave Detroit. I don't know when or what whatnot, but one day I'm gonna leave because I just always wanted to go out and see what is what else was in the world. You feel me? Like I always been a go getter. I, I've been always been a person who want to get some money. You feel me? So I'm like, I'm gonna just go see what's going on in the world. Let me, you know what I'm saying? I was blessed enough to be able to move to Charlotte with my cousin where I stayed there for three months. You feel me? He looked out for me and he didn't he the reason why I even got the maintenance job because he was like, cuz just get into maintenance. You already got the credentials for it. So go ahead. That's how I end up here in Atlanta. You feel me? Off the maintenance job. You feel me? So like I just told bro, them, them couple years I put in in school, they paying off now, or at least they, yeah, they paying off right now. Thank God I got, I got it, you feel me? Because ain't no telling where I might be if I ain't at least take that time for them 18 months or two years to put myself in a better position when I got to this age, you feel me? Because I always told myself, well, by the time I'm 40, if I ain't really where I want to be, I'm going to have to pull the cat out the bag. And right now I had to pull the cat out the bag, and that's how I'm feeding the family right now to, to the business keep going because I'm steady on my entrepreneurship journey, you feel me, especially being in a new city, new state. But I'm built for it though. I ain't I ain't complaining. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. And you in a thriving state though. You in a thriving city. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be straight. At the end of the day, like I I I tell my mentees, whatever you put your mind to, you can achieve it. You mm -hmm. just gotta keep your mind on it. You feel me? Like, and it ain't the easiest thing to do. It's easier said than done. You feel me? And I understand that. But at the end of the day, it gotta be done regardless. It, it like if every okay, so the one thing I've noticed is everybody could be a boss, right? Mm -hmm. You know why everybody ain't a boss? Because your mentality. That's really the only thing that set people apart is the mentality. A boss, we can lose fifty times in a row, but on that we gonna still go for that fifty first try. You feel me? Wow, and that'll be the one. <laughs> a boss. Going, they they're gonna get talked about. They gonna get, you know what I'm saying? Is you know, and they just gonna brush that shit off and keep it moving. A boss is, uh, you a a a a a business owner and a boss. Okay, a business owner might take two L's and and lay in the bed all day. Mm -hmm. A boss gonna take two L's, wake up, 
with a smile on their face and keep it moving that day. You feel me? Like that's literally the difference between and look, a regular person and a boss. Not to cut you off, like Steve Harvey say, our survival rate for our bad days is one hundred percent. Period. Mm. You feel me? We know we didn't survive all the bad days. Like we didn't survive them. And I'm glad you said something about your mentee because that takes me to the next thing I was gonna ask you about. So. I see you being real active with the kids and I'm loving it. So how did you get to the point where you just wanted to start working with the youth and now you got a space. Tell us about how you acquired your space. Cause that was a total blessing. I know, but they don't know. So talk to us about how you, how you got things going with the youth and your space and how everything just coming together for you on a totally different level. Like you printing and doing all this, but at the same time, you're giving back to the community. You got different shows going on. You got this going on. You got that going on. And I love it. So now you you basically what they call philanthropists or something like that. You one of them. Something now you, like that. Something like that. You one of them. It's crazy you, it's crazy you said work. that because somebody it's just called me that, bro. And I'm like, me? Like, nah. Yeah, I don't, you I don't think that's the right name for me, but you know. You're giving back. You doing positive. Like, you know what I'm saying? You motivate me. Like, I'm like, that's how, like, I started to pray for Detroit. I was still, I ain't going to say immature, but just still going through how to learn business. But now, this time around, when this stuff get to picking up, I'm definitely going to be giving back. And going into the wintertime, I was just thinking to myself about how um I'm going to start something called clothes for kids. You know how to do coats for kids, but I want to do clothes for kids because don't nobody do the clothes thing. Everybody do the coats. In the school clothes, I mean, in the book bags and stuff, but kids be needing clothes too. You feel me? Like, they mm-hmm. need to get some jogging pants, some clean t shirts, just something clean to go to school in. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. as I'm building this platform, this platform is going to be something that's very positive and beneficial, not only but to me, but to people that's around me or the people I come in contact with. You know what I'm saying? I'm building it from the ground up. I'm just me getting, com- me getting comfortable being uncomfortable like today this is my second interview today i just did an interview earlier like i told bro i've been going live for 25 straight days that's just me getting more in tune with i'm doing and it's making me feel better so i'm just glad so just just yeah just tell us about the kids and how, how all that came about and, and, and how you got that passion for them for sure um before i say that though, i just want to say this one thing that that you just said bro don't don't wait you gotta you gotta give in your worst space you right and you i know was what i'm saying you because like, that's crazy you said i was thinking like if you wait just go you're gonna be waiting forever you gotta just go like i'm doing um, do it just said bingo it. it's the same concept it's the same concept don't try to attack it differently bro you gotta attack it the same way but for me you know my mom is a recovering addict so you know i spent huh my pops is too yeah, so you already know what life is, you know, being the child of a recovering addict. I was born with cracking my system, you feel me? Like, my mama shitted on my head. That's how hot she was. Like, it's a running joke in my church, you know what I'm saying? You hear somebody say Charmin, just know they're talking to me, bro. You feel me? Like, nah. But, <laughs> no, but seriously, though, that, hey, that's that's real, though. That's the truth. I ain't lying to you. Look, is that your game? Hey, look. Um... So, you know, my mom being the recovery addict, you know, we we moved into the Salvation Army and it really took a village to raise me. People all the time, how, how you end up the way you end up because a village raised me and I got to see how different people act and, you know, just really learning people or whatever. And so um, what started my path, bro, one year 
My mom been clean for a few years at this point. We done moved out the Salvation Army. You know what I'm saying? She done got her life together. We done moved into the suburbs. We good. You feel me? We ain't good, but we good. We better than we ever been. Right. Because up until fifth grade, bro, I had moved over 20 times before fifth grade. You feel me? Like, Damn, I never knew. So at this point, we've been in this house maybe a couple years. So I'm really thinking we good. You feel me? And so every year, my church would go down the cast corridors and pass out coats and stuff to the homeless, right? Mm-hmm. So one year, bro, our heat went out in the truck midway to go give out coats and stuff bro we in that thing cold you understand me i'm talking about it went from nice and heated to freezing cold in that car in less than 20 minutes bro i'm talking about we shivering and the only thing i remember my mama saying she turned around us and was like y'all cold what you think they feel like on the outside i never forget that moment ever because i knew how i felt bro i was cold do you understand me i was freezing and then she said they been, she said that, and then she was like, yeah, they've been outside for days, not just a couple of minutes. Yeah. That shit stuck with me for the rest of my life, and I kept doing community service from there, like, even through high school. Like, my my GPA wasn't the best in high school. I mean, I had a good GPA. I, I, I had, like, a 3.0, you feel me? But my test scores was not high. I, I had, like, a 22 on my SAT. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Michigan State. You know, you had to have a 26, 27 to get there. Without my community service and stuff, I, I wouldn't have been in, 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 in that position to go there. Even though I didn't end up going there, I ended up going to culinary air school, I wouldn't have been in that position, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did community service all throughout middle school, all throughout high school, like whatever I could find to do. I volunteered at the nursing home, all kind of stuff. And then when I got out of high school and graduated, I started doing my own stuff, going back and giving back and stuff like that, partnering with um churches and stuff like that and that's really before the the fashion shows and all that stuff that's really what i was known for in detroit like that's how fat the fashion shows became so popular so fast because i already you know had my community service buzz and i tell people all the time my best connections came off doing community service every time i do community service something good happened you feel me and i don't do community service for that but i just be trying to encourage people like community service ain't what you think it is you feel me like you get the, it's a different type of feel that you get when you finish with it you feel me yeah and so so you've when been I moved to texas, that's what's and up. when i moved to texas i just knew like i didn't want to stop that you feel me and mm-hmm. so we started making the fashion shows community service base um where you know we would have them come in and do different stuff we go clean up the parks we go do the, you know what i'm saying and then um in the last year or so, well, in the last couple of years, got to partner with my guy, Derek, from over at Loud, and he just started introducing me to, to a lot of different people. And so I started learning the lay of the land of Houston or whatever, um, even deeper than what I knew, because I knew it from a business world, but not corporate business. See, people don't understand that's two different things. You feel yes, me? Yes, it is. Yes, so, it is. He used to always tell me, like, oh, why you be scared to go in some of these rooms? You know who you is? I'm like, yeah, I know who I am. A nigga. You feel me? I'm a nigga in this corporate room looking like a nigga. And so one of my, my one of my constituents asked me one day, and they was like, you know, hope you do all this, you do all the community service, you do this, that, and third. Why you why you use your own money? Why you scared to go ask for some money? I'm like, bro, because I'm a nigga helping niggas. Don't nobody want to hear that. You feel me? <laughs> and so it was at that moment she said to me, she was like, Look, can't nobody help a nigga better than the nigga who been where they at. Now that's real. And so when she said that to me, I'm like, all right, Hope, you got to stop being scary, bro. You already done did it. It's just like anything else. It's like the fashion shows. It's like, it's like your business. It's anything else, bro. You got you got proof. You got video. You got pictures. You got word of mouth. It's just, it's the same concept, bro. 
Like, don't don't be deterred because you're not who you think you're supposed to be. You feel me? And yep. so hooked up with, with Kim, Kim Hatter, my partner. That's my dog. That's my baby. Shout out to her. Um, um, and she knew my heart from the beginning. It's like God just put her in my life and was like, look, this is her heart. This is exactly what she she about. And so literally called Kim. I called Derek. I called Derek. I'm like, Derek, I want to do this, that, and the third. He was like, nah, call Kim. She the one, she the one you need. I'm like, all right, bet. Call Kim. I'm like, Kim, I want to do this fashion show for the kids, but I need some kids. Cause the last few fashion shows we had did, bro, we just cut a check. You know, we'll write a check to the mental health mm -hmm. uh, association, whatever, whatever. We weren't in the community. We was doing stuff for the community, but we weren't like doing what we were supposed to be doing. You feel me? Right, right, right. So she like, I'm like, I need some physical kids, though. I don't want to just cut a check this year. I don't just want to take the ticket money and just donate it to something or go buy some. I don't want to do that. I want to really affect change. And she's like, I got to wait for you to do it. She's like, it's the it's the um old juvenile detention. They just decriminalized it. Woofy -woo. She gave me the whole spill on it. So where they house the kids to go to jail, now they done took all the locked doors off that thing. Now they done put a, a, a GD program in there, age back, construction, all kind of stuff, right? Dope, so we're going over there. we mentoring the kids. We come up with an agreement. Look, we're going to mentor these kids for 10 weeks. Y'all going to let us have our fashion show here. They're going to be able to be able to part of the fashion show. That's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to stop right there, bro. We're supposed to mentor kids for 10 weeks. I was happy right there. I'm like, bro, I get to directly be with these kids. I get to bring other people in to talk to them. Strong black man, strong Hispanic man, whatever they need. You feel me? I get to be the one that give it to them for 10 weeks. And I got full control over this program for 10 weeks. So we do it. Ten we strong, we going crazy. We bringing in entrepreneurs, we bringing in business people, we bringing in corporate people, we bringing in industry people. We we doing it. You feel me? We teaching them how to do balloons. We teach taught them how to uh, print T-shirts, all kind of stuff. We got two of the kids to start their own clothing lines and and put them in the fashion show. We had like 10, 12 kids modeling the fashion show. Mind you, this all new stuff for them. These kids is straight out of jail, got tethers on, can barely read. Ain't got no high school uh, uh credits at all. Most of them, you feel me? They so far behind, they only can get their GED. And guess what? Not to cut you off, you you gave them hope. Man, listen. That's why your name Hope. You giving them hope, my baby. I realized my mama named me Hope for a reason, you feel me? Because yeah, after that 10 weeks, bro, they came to me. They like, look, everything you did, we want to hear permanently. Basically, that's what the conversation was, and, and that's how we ended up where we are today. And so now I get to mentor 100 plus kids every week where we going into the different juvenile centers um, uh, Monday through Thursday outside of where I'm at housed permanently uh, uh, at the BBRC. We get to go into other juvenile detention centers and, and teach them how to do it like this week is our last week. Uh, with a group of kids, they're going to they got to design their search from scratch in jail, bro. These kids are in jail right now as we speak. They got to get access to the tablets and stuff, design their T-shirts and stuff, and this week we're going to print them out with them. Like, I'm taking the machines into the building, and they're going to print their shirt right there while they in jail, bro. You hear me? That's dope. We need more of that because so, I'm the same thing. I I understand. That's dope. That's dope. I, um, Not to cut you off, like, one of my long-term goals is that I eventually want to school because I want the kids to know that you don't got to go to regular school to – be able to make money like you can actually use your brain and learn skills out here you know what i'm saying i want to teach them photography videography get some people in there who do hair and nails and all of that you know what i'm saying that's definitely one of my long-term goals like 
start a vocational school. You know what I'm saying? I've been on trades lately, bro. Yeah. Go get a trade. College ain't for everybody. You feel me? It's just not. Especially in today's time, because, you know, my fiance, she she a, a, a college professor. So I get to see it firsthand. School ain't for everybody. No, if you are not a good learner where you can go learn on your own, do not waste your money going to college. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your time. Go find you a trade. And now the good thing about the world today, bro, a trade don't just mean HVAC or construction and stuff like that. Like you just said, a trade can be photography not. It can be videography not. It can be t-shirt printing not. Like, it's a lot of trades out here in the world. Hey, it's, it's ladies out here getting two, $300 for lash extensions and installing. Yo, have it. you ever watched some of them barber sh- barber videos where they, they, yeah. they take you through the day of being in, a, in the day of a barber and they tell you how much each haircut costs? Yeah. I just watched one of them. He did 12 heads and made $1,000 in eight hours, bro. Yeah, 40, 50. Yeah, haircuts is up 40, $50. You feel me? Nah, nah, nah. See, he started at like five o'clock in the morning. He charged one dude. He had a five thirty a.m. appointment. He charged to do two hundred dollars because it was the early special and did something else. It was all kind of stuff tacked on. And dog tipped him afterwards though. After the two hundred, he still got a tip. Yeah, gotta get that money, man. So, so let's trades. That's what it's about, man. Go get y'all a trade. Go learn something new, man. Look, everybody ain't meant to be mathematicians and scientists and whatnot. You feel me? Even though we still need those too. You feel me? Like you know, but just to the demographic that we talking to, because we know who watch. You know what I'm saying? College ain't for everybody, and don't let nobody tell y'all differently, because it just ain't. Well, that's cool. Well, you you ended it on a great note, because I was gonna ask you for some words of advice, but. You just wrapped it up for us right there, man. That's why I didn't come up with the name. The Most High gave me the name, the Living Life and Learning Podcast, because anybody who working to do better, all we're doing is living life and learning every day. Mm-hmm. We're going through the transitions on getting better and better and better. So I was driving one day, and that name came to me, and I just rolled with it. You feel me? So this um, this has been another episode of the Living Life and Learning Podcast, man. It's your boy BJ Langdon. We got my girl Hope Watkins, man, the owner and CEO of your brand and print, man. We appreciate you getting online with us, talking to sure. your You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my dog. She's a philanthropist. Oh, philanthropist. Is that how you say a philanthropist? Yeah, there you go. I, I ain't gonna lie. I like the way that sound. I ain't gonna lie. I do like the way that sound. She the neighborhood hope dealer. You feel me? From the D to the Texas. You feel me? She giving kids hope and steady building her brand, man. So we go keep on doing this and keep on building our networks and keep on dreaming, believing, and achieving. And for sure, we go teach these kids how to educate, elevate, and generate, man. It's your boy, BJ Langdon, Living Life and Learning Podcast, and we out of here, man. Love y'all, man.